It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome, everyone, to episode eight of the Jack Savage Base Gamescast. As usual, I'm your resident soccer wars addict, Rob, a.k.a. Zen. Joining me today, sitting across from this table, uh, the man pushing all the buttons, making all the things happen, slowly killing himself, uh, Nick. Rainbow Frisky Kilpatrick as he stares at a can of beer. Hey, it's me, Rainbow Frisky Kilpatrick. Yeah, are you here? Yeah, I yeah. am here. Yeah? I am, all, I am here. Atten- okay. Embrace life. Em- embrace life. Yes, <laughs> a- absolutely. That is going to be your podcast work week. Uh, and then joining me from the Falcom subreddits, our JSB ambassador, Drew Roberts. What's up, man? I don't know how I'm still awake. Same. Mm-hmm. Complete same. I was this, up all This night. week can go to hell. Oh, Jesus. But how's everybody doing? Pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. BB Tag got a new patch. I'm pretty excited. We'll probably talk about it, but, you know, feeling pretty good right now. Uh, And then making his return, actually in the studio this time, not calling from some whack-ass weird location that we couldn't really hear him, Max, a.k.a. 2P God. What's up, man? I'm doing great, actually. This week has been not very stressful for me. Oh. I don't know what's going on with (laughs) y'all. Must must be nice. Must be nice. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This man starts working out, and all of a sudden, he's just popping off (laughs) on everybody. But, uh... For anyone that's new to the show, uh, this is the JSB Gamescast, where we talk about all the games we've been playing throughout the week and the various headlines across the gaming industry that appeals to us. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on this week, but you know we do have a couple of things to discuss. Uh, George R. R. Martin is teasing some kind of game that he helped work on, maybe from FromSoft. Uh, there's some pro- there's some trouble at NIS, uh, Nippon Energy Software. Nintendo Mobile Games pulling out of Belgium. There's some new release dates. And there's some kind of an unexpected alliance going on in the gaming industry. But... Before we get into all of that, let's check in with what everybody's been playing. Max, do you have anything? Have you been doing anything? Have you been playing video games? Still playing Sekiro. Um, oh. I took a break, actually. Okay. And I came back and defeated the boss that was giving me a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the game is fun to me again. <laughs> I was I was about ready to rage quit that game. Uh, that seems to be a pattern with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I've 
done everything that I'm going to do in DMC5. Okay. Uh, until like the next DLC or the whatever uh, special edition. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, playing a lot of Soul Calibur. Okay. And tr- tried BB Tag last night. Oh, uh, yeah. That got a new patch. How, yeah. how are you feeling? Yosuke has, Yosuke is much better now. Yeah. I saw that he can do fat damage now. Yeah. Um, by himself. Mm-hmm. And also, he has better mix ups. Mm-hmm. Um, not like gimmicky mix ups like he kind of had before. Ones that like you actually have to guess. Yeah, I can show you when how we play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and still, I think my like, you know, the kind of game you have where you have like a random thirty five minutes between one activity and the next, mm-hmm. and you just gotta fill those that time. I think Tetris ninety nine is my game. Ooh, that's yeah, a fun that's, one. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah. That's a good game. That's one of those games that I like. I'll play a couple matches before I go to sleep, kind of thing. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. a good kind of wind down game in a way. Mm-hmm. Have you checked out the? I know they just pushed out a new update where it's like you pay ten bucks and you get all these other modes or whatever. Have you tried that oh, out? No, or it's just no. just the online? No, I'll try that out. Yeah, yeah. They added like I think like a survival mode and just like some other sort of single player like modes or whatever. Um, just to, like, kind of like fill out the package, you know. Mm-hmm. But. I saw an ad for this thing called Pac-Man X One Million, and I got excited because I thought they were doing a Tetris Ninety Nine with Pac-Man. Yeah, like, that sounds great. That, yeah, but it wasn't. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it was. I just remember all the comments. Well, like, was it a slot place. machine? Because usually that's what it is. You get excited for something, and it's a slot machine. <laughs> it might have been, <laughs> or a pachinko machine. <laughs> I just remember all the responses were like, "I thought this was going to be a Pac-Man Battle Royale." Damn, man! <laughs> <And> like <laughs> that should be the next game. It should be. I kind of have a little bit of fun at Dave and Buster's. They have like that four-player Pac-Man versus game. I, I go there with my sister oh, yeah. and my nephew, and I kind of have a little fun playing with that. So seeing that with like 99 other players, maybe on like a huge-ass maze, yeah, yeah, I can get behind it if done right. But uh, that's about it. That's about it. Cool. Not bad. Short, sweet, to the point. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, Nick, I know you don't have time for video games lately, but have you been messing with anything? Yeah, I mean, I'm still playing Breath of the Wild. All right, that game never ends. Uh, I mean... It's kind of. I don't have gripes about it, but you mm-hmm. know, like I said, I, we talked about it mo- on Monday, is that I'm almost done with the story and I've only been playing for a few days. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. There's so much shit to do, like in the back. There is. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I was about to say I put like 130 hours in that game. I mean, oh, yeah. I put a lot of time, and I have. I'm at the. I have no interest in going to the last dungeon. I that's what I mean. Like I am yeah. in like the Hyrule Castle. Like mm-hmm. I'm there. The shrine, like right in the courtyard, is unlocked. But I'm like. I just kind of want to go back and have fun and like do all the other shit that needs to be done. Yeah, you should. The main story is like the whole game is good. But yeah, the main story is like the my least favorite part. Yeah, that's it's like weak. saying it's like, weak. The crust and cheesecake yeah. is my least favorite part. Of the cheesecake. Yeah, <laughs> and and I will say through this whole experience playing this game, I don't think that. I stand by my decision a few weeks ago to place it on that top twenty list below Ocarina of Time because Ocarina of Time holds way better for a longer main story to me. Okay. That's what I will say about that. I've uh dabbled a smidge in BB Tag, mm-hmm. new patch. Uh that's pretty fun. And other than that, that's kind of, I downloaded uh Team Sonic Racing. I just haven't got to play that yet. Ooh, I've been hearing some pretty fun things about it. I haven't gotten it yet, but I did like the last Sonic Racing game, so I'm yeah. pretty sure this one's just more of the same. I know everybody has explained this over and over and over mm-hmm. and over. But I still can't get over it. Uh, Why is he in a car? Because sometimes driving doesn't make is any fun. sense. I, no, I mean, well, I mean sometimes Max, driving. Do you is like fun. walking everywhere? Yes. 
You're asking workout max. <laughs> it's different. Wow, <laughs> Jesus. Wait, wait. I actually have a question. I, I realize oh. I'm being a dick about that. That's but okay. Still, I have a question. <laughs> I mean, it, it's street scene answers. <laughs> I want to circle back around because I have a serious question for Max. Okay. Yeah. What boss was it that you were having trouble defeating in Thinker? Uh, is it spoilers. Is it spoiler? Wait. It's depends on who game. it is. It's pretty late in the game. Is uh, it? A larger figure that may yeah, yeah okay okay yeah, I can see why I'm actually I so I kind of don't want spoilers because a friend let me try that game out and I really do want to play. No worries, it, so. I, that's why that's why yeah. it was ominous. It was my... just it was really hard and uh, I was it, <laughs> the bosses get to a point where pairing them doesn't do as much mm-hmm. and that was getting on my nerves. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I, che- I cheesed yeah. that boss. With I, head with head jump. I didn't because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a real man. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows I've made it very clear on the show that I suck at video games. And any way I can find through it, I will do it. I mean, I appreciate that mentality, you know? Do what you got to do to win. Get the W. Yeah. But all right. Cool, cool. All right, Drew, you're up. What you been doing? What you been playing? All right, so uh, I've been playing a few things. Uh, I have, I'll start off. I did play uh, the BB Tag Patch that came out yesterday. How you feel about um, it? I mean, I'm less affected by it because my characters didn't really change. Mm-hmm. Like, I play Mitsuru and I play Mai, and Mitsuru didn't really change all that much. And since we got the patch notes, like, I took her nerfs and just implemented them into my game. Right. So I've basically been playing patch Mitsuru since, like, February. Mm-hmm. Um. Mai got a couple buffs, and, like, her combos are a lot more fun now. Like, her, her mid-screen damage kind of blew up. Okay. So, that's cool. But, overall, like, their game plan is still the same. But, the game is still sick, and I'm excited to learn how to fight against all these new characters. So, that's cool. Nice. Have you tried the new characters at all, or? I did. Like, I'm, I spent most of the evening messing around with them, and none of them really gel with me. Mm. I think, like, I kind of think Seth is mad lame. Like just in general, mm-hmm. so uh, like I'm not big on him. Uh, Teddy doesn't really fit my play style. His buttons are too small, or at least like the buttons that I would be pressing. The button that's uh, not the bat. Yeah. Two. Yeah, well, outside of bat. Yeah. But bat is one button. Yeah. Yeah. His other buttons are like kind of stubby. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I'm not a fan of like item characters. Mm, okay. I feel you. Um, too many people are playing heart, so I kind of don't want to join the heart army. Join us. Um, and who's the other character? Uh, oh, Nato. Nato was probably the one that interested me the most, mm-hmm. so I might put some more time into him because I like Rekka characters, so we'll see. I've been seeing a lot of really cool stuff with him on Twitter lately. Like His damage potential is insane, and like oh, his, his 4P is wild. So. His 4P is insane. Yeah. That character looks really freaking good right now. Yeah. So he might be the character I put time into. Okay. Cool. How do you feel about the the system mechanic changes, like the push block and stuff uh, like that? Honestly, I don't feel that much of a difference. Really? Like, I actually I went and tested, like, a couple situations where I really depended on push block, mm-hmm. and I can still kind of use it in the same way. Okay. So I'm like, oh, I'm all right with it. Like, okay. I like things like getting a jab push block and not getting punished by toga i like mm. that <laughs> fair because toga toga's pretty lame yeah. um but like 
it doesn't feel that different mm-hmm. to me. But again, like most of uh, most of the time that I spent playing was either training mode and online, and online is laggy already. So yeah, fair. Like that kind of affected me a little bit playing Blake. I like to do push block five B a lot. So like mm-hmm. the added, um, you know, frames of. Um, oh, true. Yeah, it, it really kind of fucks me up, and I can't. I kind of have to hold it now. I can't just like automatically retaliate. I just got to be like, all right, mm. push block, and then kind of like jump away or kind of reposition See, myself rather than go back in. Right. See, for me, like since I'm mostly playing material, like when I push block, like material doesn't have any big full screen options outside of ex stab. Right. So usually when I push block, I just push block and try to go back to neutral because that's what I want them to do is they have to get past Mitsuru buttons. Yeah. So I don't necessarily immediately retaliate. I'm like, okay, you're across the screen now. Get past this jump 5A. Right, right, all right. So that, that's kind of the approach that I'm starting to take now with it where it's like, all right, mm-hmm. we're just going back to this neutral situation. I'll just kind of hang out over here, I guess. You know. But cool. Cool beans. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, so I went and I saw Detective Pikachu hey. uh, over this past weekend. That movie is good. Hmm. That movie is very, very fun. Who else seen uh, it? I don't know. I saw if, it as well. If, okay. Yeah. I actually, have you guys did see it? I haven't seen it yet still, but... um. Okay. But so I, I, won't, I won't spoil yeah. like any, any pivotal plot points because yeah, there yeah. were some things that actually got me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to say, like, it is like what you would want out of a video game related movie that it really lovingly pays tribute to the source material. Mm, I have yeah. to give it that. I okay. absolutely have to give it that. Like yeah, some people might be pissed off about the realistic looking Pokemon, but even then, like, I don't think they looked bad. I don't think so. I, really don't. Um, I think the, the reason it didn't bother me is that everything that's weird about Pokemon comes out in that, in those realistic designs. Like yeah, the the weird thing about Pikachu's tail, it looks weird, but it's better that, that way than having like some sort of realistic mouse tail. Mm. Yeah, just have a lightning tail. Mm. Psyduck looks weird, but Psyduck just looks <laughs> he's a weird, weird. duck. Oh, Psyduck was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie, by the way. Yeah, uh, there's Apoms in it. They look like crazy monkeys, but Apom would look weird if he was in real life. It's yeah. just right. it's just the way it is. I also yeah, like. I that. think that's like how Pokemon would look in real life. So yeah. like, yeah. I can't get mad yeah. at it. Um. I also liked how it wasn't like Ash Ketchum's story or something. Mm. Yeah. I thought that did uh, the movie a lot of favors. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to like stick to that kind of storyline or whatever. Yeah. It had yeah. liberties to kind of break Even though they all are setting up for a Pokemon cinematic universe. <laughs> that's not a joke. Oh, really? It's literally no, not yeah, a joke. They have said as much. Oh, okay. Um, they were... I don't know. This is Drew's turn, so I have this whole lore. Oh, no. Like, if you got stuff to say on this movie, please do, Max. Um, okay. About the movie, Bill Nye, um, not Bill Nye, but Bill Nye. He's like this <laughs> British actor. He's like in a lot of like drama, okay. like really serious drama movies. He's in it. And I was cracking up inside every time I heard him say the word Pokemon or Pikachu or stuff like that. Because Did he have just, a British accent? He does. Br- yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and just All like right. the same series he uses when he's like in a period piece about the Revolutionary War. <laughs> and that was hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> the other thing is when you say Pokemon Cinematic Universe, uh, Sony, before this, they made Spider-Verse, they were trying to make a Smash Brothers Cinematic Universe. Was well, that was real? 
There's emails. Oh. The email leaks. Yes. Oh. They were trying to do it, um, but they can't. They couldn't uh, convince Nintendo to do it. Mm-hmm. And that sounds terrible until you realize it was the people that made Spider-Verse. <laughs> Oh, oh man. So like oh. just Yeah, we we mm. So think about how mm. they incorporated different visual styles for every right. universe and movie. Oh, that and been they so could have done that for like a different mm. Nintendo characters. <sighs> I'm fucking mad. Yeah. Mm. Podcast <laughs> over. We're going home. Fuck this shit. <laughs> so <laughs> You just made my day that much worse, man. Right? <laughs> fucking brought down the whole mood. Yeah. Um so Seeing this movie and thinking about the Sonic movie, it just reminds me that Nintendo is kind of like Disney, where um, after reports of uh, Sonic and Paramount, Sega and Paramount were arguing about the design of Sonic, mm-hmm. I could just imagine with Nintendo, it would be like, we want Pikachu to look like this, and then Paramount argues, and Nintendo would just say, oh, we're just not making it if you're not going to do it our way. Right. <laughs> it was just going to be like, no. Nah, oh, yeah, that's definitely way. how Nintendo works. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. They're very protective yeah. of now, uh, then the it, They were able to get some leeway, because apparently like there were a lot of things Pokemon Company didn't like. Like They didn't want Lickitung to be in the movie at all. Wow. I heard that, actually. I was hearing uh, some rumors about that, or... Some and like they fought it. for it, they're like, "Nah, like we want this one to be in." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah, blah. and eventually they won. Mm-hmm. Huh? Interesting. But cool. But please go see it. It's it's a very good movie. Like I know, like some people were still on the fence about it after it came out, but it's definitely worth your money, especially if you go see it on a matinee. Like mm. I want to go watch it again. Uh, just being like the big Pokemon fan that I am, and it kind of reignited. My interest in the series after Ruby and Sapphire killed it again. Because <laughs> Ruby and Sapphire has done that twice. <laughs> my in the twice. Like, first when the original ones came out, and I'm like, now nah, I'm done with the series. Yeah. And I got back into yeah. it, and then Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire just killed it again. Jesus those Christ. Those games are bad. Anybody who says those games are good are oh, wrong. No. Excuse me? Oh. Oh, no. Does Nick have words? <laughs> I liked it, but I mean, I play I'm being completely yeah, so I exaggerating. I just don't like those games. I mean, yeah. I just I'm like a Pokemon like loyalist because mm. I'll just buy all the games just because I like Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Even if fair. they're kind of shitty and like I can see that they're shitty, I'm mm. like, eh, it's still Pokemon. I think the only one I never actually finished was Black One, mm. um, but then mm. I went back with Black Two and really enjoyed that one. But it was kind of one of those things where like I just kind of fell off of it. Mm-hmm. Where it was like I didn't actively hate it. I was just kind of like in a different time, and I was like, eh, I want to yeah. play something else. Yeah. But so. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. And yeah. again, like I know Ruby and Sapphire are really like beloved, but mm-hmm. I just cannot gel with those games for whatever reason. That's fair. I just cannot. That's fair. What else you got? Um. So I'm kind of I'm gonna break your heart here, Rob. I I couldn't stick it through with Muramasa. I could no. try. <laughs> I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried. I just could not do it. Yeah, Combat I mean, was not doing anything for me. I mean, it, it'd be like that sometimes, you know. It's not for everybody. If you if you wasn't in it from like the get go and you kind of feel and you kind of understood where that game was going and how it wasn't going to change, it wasn't going to do much mm-hmm. else for you. So, so instead, I went and started playing Odin Sphere. There you go. And I love this game. Like, it's very good. I. Th- Vanillaware, once again, is, again, one of my favorite developers next to Falcom. Mm. I love Odin Sphere, and I love Dragon's Crown. Now, mm. I never beat Odin Sphere because that can be a very, very long game. Yes, again. So uh, I restarted it. I, bought, I went and found a Vita copy, which 
Uh, that's actually kind of hard to find, but mm-hmm. I went and found one and I'm just playing it. And like when I have downtime or when I'm traveling or maybe like an hour or two before bed, when I'm laying in bed and I'm just like kind of chipping away at it and everything about this game. I love the soundtrack is phenomenal. The animations and the artwork is gorgeous. The combat is so involved and there's so mm-hmm. many different things you can do. I love this game. Totally. I'm 100% with you there on that one. I haven't finished the uh, the remake. Um, mm-hmm. I keep trying to get through it and just like I get pulled away on something else. Uh, yeah, the same thing I, happens to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think on the most recent playthrough, I got to, um, uh, what's the character's name? Build a rabbit. Uh, oh, uh, Cornelius? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to Cornelius's section uh, a little bit into it and then I had uh, something else came up and I haven't been back to it. But it's one of those games where like... True. I just go back to it every once in a while and just kind of knock out a couple levels here or there. I'm just like, man, this game feels really good. And you know what? Velvet is one of my favorite characters. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, for sure. Totally and and that's there. why I got it on Vita because I'm like, okay, I can take this anywhere with me. I yeah. have no excuse not to play it. And I want to play it. And I'll just play it in my downtime and focus on like console games yeah. when I'm at home. Totally, totally. And then that way I'll eventually beat it. So I'll probably have something to say like every podcast just a little bit and be like, hey, by the way, Odin Sphere is awesome. Yep. That um, sounds good to me. But please go buy that game. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love Vanillaware. Uh, moving on. So yeah. last game, uh, I told you guys I was playing this uh, last week and I apparently beat it in five days. Um, I finished Marvel Spider-Man. Hey, and, great oh, game. Oh, man. Amazing that game. whole like last section is it's, amazing. It's very, very good. And before we like get into it, uh, I just want to do like a content warning here where it's like we're gonna get into spoilers for Marvel Spider Man. So if you haven't played it yet, you know, skip forward like ten minutes or so. Fix your uh, life and play that game. And- sure. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> for long enough, it man. is on sale right now at GameStop for twenty five bucks. Go buy it. There yeah, you go. Sure. Yeah. You 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 can buy it, you can finish it and come back before we even finish this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> just Undownload the podcast and then re-download it again once you're done listening. To it. <laughs> yes, do do Come that. <laughs> but yes, but, go um, on. So I, I mean, I do have one complaint about the last section. I do wish the whole. Uh, so we're we're past the spoiler part, right? Yep. Yep. Go in. Yeah. Okay. So I do wish like the whole Sinister Six thing was spread out over the course of the game. Me too. I agree. Instead yeah. of just being like slammed into the whole like last third of the game. Yeah, you you really like rushed through that bit, and it's like it would have been yes. better if they kind of built that up a little bit more. Like I would have liked to have seen like over the course of the game, you have individual fights with each of the Sinister Six, mm-hmm. and then you do like the you fight Vulture and Electro and fight Rhino and Scorpion. Yeah, uh, I mean either way, those boss fights were sick. Yeah. Like I yeah. really enjoyed those. Definitely, um, the one against uh, the Shocker is not the Shocker Electro. Oh man, that boss fight was lame to me. Also, really annoying. Really? Okay. (laughs) No, I enjoyed it, but I just mean like it was one of those things where I just got frustrated because of how many times I do the same shit over and over again. Mm. Come on. I don't know. Like I kind of beat it really easily, and I was like, "Man, that's it for the shocker." I mean, I guess it's the shocker, but (laughs) yeah, I meant the electric. He shocks things. You mean? (laughs) So, are you talking about the electric guy or the the shockwave guy? Shockwave guy. All right. I was talking about Electric Guy. (laughs) Oh, Electric Guy. No, Electro was mad tight. That boss fight was sick. Yeah, Mm. Yeah, no. Okay. Get confusing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're not worried about it. Names. All right, we're on the same page. Yeah. Well, what I really want to talk about is the whole like ending of the game. I was not expecting it. Mm. Like the the writing for the game was really well done. Like I that was something I meant to mention last week. Like I really like uh, this game's portrayal of Mary Jane, which is a vast improvement over uh, Tobey Maguire's Mary Jane. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I hate Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane. I really do. <laughs> I really, really do. I do not think it's a good Mary Jane at all. Yeah, um, I, I really love the relationship between the two. I, I love how it was really kind of like a give and take kind of feel. Where it's like she she was definitely like, hey, we, we kind of need each other. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like one of, one of my favorite bits of that entire game is when is the uh, train station bit where like you kind of oh, um, yes. you control Mary Jane and you can still like give commands to Spider-Man and whatnot. And then it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, Spider-Man was, all yeah. that, that whole scenario off, that was, was great. Was so fucking good to me. I was like, "Yes, this is what I want." And like, you when you're playing Mary Jane, you can literally like look around and like see Peter like moving around and whatnot, and mm-hmm. it, it was super fucking cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed that section. Mm-hmm. But uh, so once you get to the ending scene, and uh, like the whole game builds up to Doc Ock being the main villain. Like Peter mm-hmm. works for Otto Octavius. And they're working on this uh, revolutionary, world-changing uh, technology. And it turns out Doc Ock is using that to get revenge on Norman Osborn, uh, who made Mr. Negative, who at this point is the main antagonist of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, you finally go to this final fight. Like, Doc Ock has wrecked New York. He's unleashed a plague on the city. Aunt May is dying. Like, Peter is literally giving his all to fight, uh, to, to save the city, and he realizes he has to go fight Doc Ock once and for all. He realizes he cannot save his friend. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, and he builds himself an anti-Doctor Octopus suit, and he goes to the top of uh, Oscorp Tower to fight Doc Ock. And, like, first off, that final boss fight, while being relatively easy, was really sick. I really enjoyed that boss fight. Yeah. But just, like, the whole scene afterwards where, like, Peter f- realizes that Doc Ock knew he was Spider-Man mm-hmm. and even, like, with him knowing, like, still chose to betray Peter and, like, Peter coming to that realization that, like, his idol and his hero ended up being, like, a huge downfall and all, like, yeah, it yeah. blew my mind. Like, the whole scene where they're fighting on the side of the building and Peter's like, I can't believe you and all it was so good. The the writing, so the dialogue good. was just like on point for that whole bit. Like it actually almost like put tears in my eyes, like going through that whole thing. I was like, dude, why am I feeling yeah. so much for this, these characters? What's going on? And like uh, Doc Ock's like descent into madness throughout the entire game was just like perfect. Like I just. Mm. Oh, it really was like I, I, I liked Otto so much and I felt bad knowing he was going to be mm-hmm. Doc Ock. I, I really have, did. Yeah. I have a question for rob andrew so Hello. did you guys i know like you obviously you knew about spider-man but yeah. did you like spider-man before playing this game did it change any kind of any, your mind about what spider-man's about i've always liked spider-man but i've mm-hmm. never paid close attention to the storylines of spider-man mm-hmm. that's kind of what it was i'm um, like i was familiar with the characters familiar with some of the villains and whatnot and like i played a couple of, like you know the nes games and stuff like that but i never really like sat down and read the comics or anything yeah um i watched like a couple of like the live action movies here or there but it did um <laughs> it did make me love that character more than i thought i would like i gained it like attached to to peter into like Doc Ock and like to some of the other characters way way more than I thought I would going into it. 
So it's like it, it really converted me to like being like an actual like Spider-Man fan. Yeah. So, what yeah. about you, Drew? So I've always been a huge Spider-Man fan. Like Spider-Man's mm-hmm. always been one of my favorite superheroes. Like I grew up watching the 90s cartoon. I almost said 90s anime. Uh, <laughs> I wish. But uh, like I grew up watching the cartoon. Uh, played the uh, all the old video games like Spider-Man 2 on PS2 slash GameCube was one of my favorite games for a long time. Uh, so this kind of just solidified that Spider-Man is awesome for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's probably like one of the best Spider-Man stories out there, to be honest. It, it, oh, 100%. it is. Um, so the reason I asked that is because playing this game reminded me of when I first saw the cartoon Spectacular Spider-Man, which came out mm-hmm. like in the early 2000s. And unlike the 90s cartoon before it, it explored the idea of what spider-man is actually about which is the fact that being a superhero actually really sucks yes oh, yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely you give up so much for that it sucks and there is like so many situations where i was watching and i was like if he just could tell this person that he's spider-man this would solve a lot of his problems but he can't, can't. he yeah. just can't <laughs> yeah yeah and, and you see how much it like beats him up yeah. and it hurts like <laughs> That that that's the part where like I really felt a connection to the character where yeah. I was like, oh, this this is not a good yeah, thing. Yeah. This is not glamorous at all. And it's one of those things where um, I saw it and I always think like that must have been something they figured out like fifty years after they created it. Mm-hmm. And it's like Black Panther where I go back and read like the first issue. I'm like, oh no, this is the idea from the get go. <laughs> yeah, like they knew. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was that's that was the main purpose of creating Spider-Man originally was mm-hmm. to create that relatable superhero. That, yeah, like, yeah. oh people yeah, would be like, oh, Absolutely. I definitely see myself in this one. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but uh, any more thoughts on and uh, what's up? That that ending broke my heart. Yeah, like, uh, no, I, I, I was not expecting uh, oh, yeah. Aunt May oh, yeah. to die at all. At, like, at, and, and at a certain point, I, I felt like it was going to happen. I kind of felt like it needed to happen in a way. And yeah. I was just like, yeah. uh, my heart. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they didn't backtrack on it. Like, yeah. It was a really powerful scene, I felt. Yeah, they could. Uh, but it still broke my heart. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of like the Miles bits? Loved it. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like Miles. I really do. I, I like Miles. I, I thought his bits were like the whole stealth thing. Like I didn't really like it, game like play, playing it. Gameplay wise, it, it, I didn't like, oh, I didn't like it. wise, those parts felt a little forced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like his whole story arc in there, like I, I like yeah. what they're setting up. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. More than likely, he'll play like an actual good role in like the next one, hopefully yeah. playable in some fashion. Everybody so. loves Miles now. This is uh... yeah, <laughs> bro. This shit was crazy. You know, my girlfriend's a huge fan of Spider Man, mm-hmm. but not like as deep. Like she didn't read the comics like I did. She didn't know mm-hmm. like a lot of the lore. And as soon as, like, we were sitting... I beat the game when I was in Orlando for CEO Taco last mm-hmm. year. And we were sitting in the hotel room, and I was playing. And when Miles gets introduced, and he's, you know, his dad's like, come over here, Miles, or something like yeah. that. And I go, that's fucking Miles Morales. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, who's Miles Morales? And I go, it's Black Spider-Man. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know anything about that. And then to see, like, just the involvement of that character, I was like, man, this is so cool just to see how much he loves Spider-Man. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's so cool that, that was actually say, the first time i've ever um been sort of formally introduced to miles yeah, yeah like yeah. i've always heard of oh, miles really? but i've never actually like looked him up or like looked anything about him mm-hmm. and that was the first mm-hmm. time i actually got to see him and kind of see like the storyline angle for him and i was just yeah. like yeah yeah yeah, yeah this is yeah. good <laughs> so did you guys watch the credits yes yes those yeah, credits are obscenely way too long uh, yes, like, they I are. was afraid of missing something, 
and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just going to let the credits roll. And like, I'm sitting on my couch and like, I'm just kind of waiting for these credits to finish. And I'm like, dang, they're still going. <laughs> then like 15 minutes later, they are still going. <laughs> There's a lot of people worked on that like, game, How man. Many yeah. Worked on this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the stinger scene afterward was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that they're going to make Harry be Venom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what to so, make of all of that. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm I'm really interested to see what they do with the sequel. And I heard that Insomniac Studios is hiring. So we might get mm. news about that sooner than we think. I would imagine we get news for it next year. I bet that's going to be something they uh, promote the PS5 with once yeah. they unveil yeah. that. I oh, that's yeah. Be, you know what? You're right. A lot. Yeah. I bet that'll be like the, the premier PS5 mm-hmm. game for, for next year. You know what? Year. If that's a launch title, I will buy a PS5 at launch. Knack three and Spider Man. <laughs> oh my God! Spider Man. Why do we want Knack three to be a thing, guys? Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it happen, Drew. Let it happen, Just Drew. let it happen. No, no, I can't. This this world has already seen too much turmoil. I've never, I've never played Knack. So it's so bad. Okay. Knack <laughs> uh, is so like. Anyway, but- Knack is like how I, I feel about the new, not the newest one, I guess, but the one before Bubsy game, where oh it's God. like, it's just, Bubsy 3D. no, it, it's, it's just there. Like, it's a game, I guess. There is a goal and the character, like this game works, but there's no purpose. Like, what, what, what is this? <laughs> Have I ever told you that when I played Bubsy 2? Uh, I rented it for Blockbuster, but for years and years and years, I was convinced that it was just a fever dream I had one time. <laughs> <laughs> didn't think that game actually existed. I didn't think it actually existed for a long time. Oh, my God. <laughs> like the intro screen where all the weird creatures come across. The right. Screen, I thought I was just dreaming that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's real. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. Oh, man. Bubsy PS5. Let's go. <laughs> no. <laughs> Drew, why are you shooting down all our dreams, man? Yeah, man. I'm trying to save you from yourselves. <laughs> oh man, Jesus! All right, are, are we done? We we good with on Spider Man? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah we yeah. all set a piece. Cool. All right, my turn. So, uh, before I get into obviously soccer wars shilling, um, I've been playing a mobile game called Konami Pixel Puzzle. Uh, Drew, have you tried this yet? I know I sent it to you last no, week. No, I, I downloaded it, but I haven't got a chance to load it up. So I'm officially addicted to this game. Um, essentially what it is, it is a Picross puzzle game. Um, for those that don't really know Picross, it's it's kind of like a, it's a grid that you're looking at, usually a 10 by 10 grid, and there's numbers on the side of it, and basically you're using the numbers to figure out what holes you poke into the grid, and those... Um, those spots that you fill in kind of fill out a picture. And once you fill out the picture, you win. Then you go on to the next puzzle. Um, this is basically a puzzle game that's based all of, all on Konami properties. So you have like Castlevania puzzles. You have Bomberman puzzles. You have some of their sports titles and some of their other titles. Um, and as you're going through the puzzles, um, each one has that theme. And they'll play like music from the game. So it's like it, it's a really cool throwback to like classic um old school like the 8-bit 16-bit era games um it's it's a pretty cool collection it's it's a free-to-play game and it has no microtransactions it is just a free thing there's like over 300 puzzles it's really cool thing the only thing that they time lock in there is the bosses 
So once you complete a certain number of puzzles, it unlocks the boss mode that you can do one puzzle every three hours. And basically mm. what this is, is you solve the puzzle and it's like a small picture of a bigger picture that you're filling in. Um, and usually those, those boss puzzles are like 15 by 15 grids. So it's, it's meant to be a little bit harder than the typical like five by five or 10 by 10 grids. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, I play like, I don't know, 10 puzzles or so every night. Um, really cool. Check it out. Uh, the other thing I've been playing is soccer wars two. Um, I, I was going to wait a little bit before jumping in, but I was bored one day. So I just jumped in and did it. Uh, this game is really, really cool. It's more Soccer Wars, and it has an upgraded visual style to it. So all the sprites are completely redone. The the sprites for the Kobu, the, the mech that you use in the, um, the strategy RPG portions, is, like, way more detailed. There's, like, more frames of animation. The, uh, the super attacks look really cool. They added in, um, like, joint attacks, so... When you start a strategy RPG section, uh, whichever character you have, like, the highest um, sort of, um, like, respect points for, will if, if you stand next to them, you'll do, like, a joint attack that does, like, double damage, and it's a really cool cutscene that plays out. Um, as far as the story, it takes place, like, a year after the events of the first game. Uh, they introduce a couple of new characters. There's one character named uh, Orihime, who is from Italy. And she is just like a straight up bitch. And I'm like, damn, I hate you. Don't curse. I'm sorry. She's <laughs> <laughs> she's a really mean person. Um she she hates everyone in the in the unit. Like she can't stand Japanese men for whatever reason. Um it is it is just like a weird thing. Uh <laughs> but I also kind of like this character a lot because like her voice actress, being like character that's from Italy. They have that thing where they have like an accent where they're pretending they don't really understand Japanese well. So like all of her sentences are really like accentuated and I kind of really like that. Uh, so it's funny listening to her talk, though. She's like just being a mean person to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it'll be interesting to see because like a lot of the cast is kind of off screen right now. Um, so it'll be cool seeing her interact with like Sumire, who is like kind of her counterpart who's also a mean person but a little nicer to people not not as like abrasive i guess uh but everything's cool with that music's good visual's good game's good it's a good game does your progress carry over from the first game sort of yeah um so you get different character endings based on your relationship points in the first game and that data carries over so okay i ended the game i ended the first game with a uh, koran and when you upload your data, you go into this new game and you already start the game like max affection points for Koran and you have like a special intro scene with her or whichever character oh, nice. that you transferred over from. So that's really cool for like a game that came out in 2000, you know, like I didn't expect to see like save data carry over like that. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of it. Yeah. Respectable. Yeah. Re- respectable. Understandable. Even. Yes. Moving on with the news. George R. R. Martin consulted on a video game Germ. out of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ. Uh, Wait, did you say Germ or Germ? Because Germ works too. <laughs> Starting that bit over. <laughs> Germ was consulted. <laughs> Germ was consulted. 
So moving on with the news, uh, George R. R. Martin consulted on a video game out of Japan. Uh, apparently, it might be from from software. There was a fun tease going on on Twitter about it. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Who wants to pick it up? So would it be like a, a licensed from soft game? Mm, I wonder. Um, or are they just you know, like looking for storytelling advice? Well, it seems like this was just a consultation. So like it might just be like a story. He might just like have a, some sort of say in like the direction of the game and whatnot. But I'm not entirely sure. It says open world project from from software, which would be very different. Hmm. And again, that's all just a leak from some random YouTuber. Right, right, right. But how would you guys feel about his particular style in a video game? Are you guys fans of his or? Man, I haven't read the books, but Mm. I like the show, Um, especially the. Yeah, I like the show. Um consulting can mean a lot of things mm-hmm. it reminds me mm-hmm. of when uh was it george lucas consulted on that jedi game um with like the havoc physics i forget the name of it the new one coming out it came out like xbox 360 and PS3. oh oh force unleashed force, force unleashed, unleashed. Yes. yeah uh, hey he, that's a good game fun. i had fun to a degree first one. he wanted to name the main character uh bj quick i think no, Darth Icky. Darth Icky was the villain. Yeah, he. Uh, that it, it, this is a story about like. <laughs> you hear this, you kind of go back through all the names in Star Wars, and you kind of go like, oh. <laughs> so he showed up. You start the, to see a pattern. Yeah, he showed oh, really? up at uh, the at the studios, and he want he like he really liked what he saw. He was like, "This is great," and mm-hmm. they're asking him like, "Oh, can you name some characters?" And so the name for a villain was Darth Icky. Darth Icky. <laughs> Thanks, and then, I hate it. And everybody uh, kind of just laughed, and he's like, no, I'm serious. No, like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all laughing? So you hear that, and then you go, like, uh, Darth Vader, Dark Father, oh, okay. Darth Maul, yeah. Darth Sidious, Darth... Uh... I mean, yeah. <laughs> Darth Maul's brother is Savage Opress. Savage Opress. Mm. Yeah, it's All savage right. oppressed. Okay. All right. I, I see. Yeah. I see here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what this project is. Um, E3 is right around the corner. So it says published by Bandai Namco, by the way. Expected uh, to be. That tracks. Uh, a lot of From Software yeah. games have been published by Namco Bandai. Yeah. Um, is FromSoft a subsidiary of Bandai Namco? No, they are independent. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they just work with Bandai Namco. Yeah, they just work with Bandai Namco on various projects. Bandai Money, okay. yeah. Bandai Money, yeah, yeah. But they're they're almost like a platinum situation, really. Just Bandai Word. often picks their picks their stuff up more. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, uh, they made the right choice with Dark Souls. Yeah. Oh, they did. They absolutely did. And actually, uh, Atlas dropped the ball on that whole whole deal. Oh, really? Because um, oh, that could have been a money maker for Atlas. Yeah, yeah. Because Demon Souls was published by Atlas. And oh really? Do, yeah, and since um I believe the sales of Demon Souls wasn't really that strong, or like like they didn't have faith in that whole style of game, mm-hmm. so they offered not to to bring any more of those games over, or like make any of those games. And then Namco Bandai mm-hmm. stepped in and was like, "Yo, remember that series? <laughs> we think you're oh, onto something." Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and came in and took that over. So whoop. Moving on. Uh, this next story kind of breaks my heart, Drew. You you uh, you brought this to my attention. 
Yeah, um, I'm not thrilled about it either, to be honest. Yeah. So Nippon Ichi Software, NAS, uh, reportedly is in a financial mess. Um, apparently, employees are not being able to be paid. Um, for people that don't know, NIS, uh, they're famous for the Disgaea series and some other strategy RPGs, um, mm-hmm. mostly in like the PS2 era. Um, things like Phantom Brave and a couple other. They're projects. also a uh, main, or really that's more NIS America, but NIS does help bring a lot of these titles to us. Yes. Like a lot of yeah. these niche titles that we would otherwise not see. Yeah, Nippon Ishii Software of America brings a lot of Japanese games over to the U.S. that we would probably never, ever see. Um, so they've been having hard times ever since. I remember they were vocal about this back when Disgaea uh, 5 originally released on PS4, where that game did not sell at all. Um, and they spent a lot of money on that game because the game has upgraded, updated visuals. Um, mm-hmm. usually from Disgaea 1 to, I believe, 4. Um, they always use like the same sprites. They would just reuse it or touch them up a little bit. But this time, they just did a complete overhaul in the artwork. They did um, HD, 2D graphics, and really poured a lot of money into the project, and it just didn't go anywhere. Um, so Which then is they, a shame, because I heard Disgaea 5 is really good. It's really solid. It, it's a really, really cool game. I've actually been playing it. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, you're yeah. enjoying it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. It, it has, it's a really, really silly story that's just, like, fun to get into. and It's silly, but I like some of the things about, like, the setting. I don't know if it's been like this since the whole sky. It has. But I like <laughs> the idea that's, like, it's an infinite plane. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, um, you can recruit people not by creating them, but by saying, like, is there anybody in these multiple universes mm. that has the name such and such and has these stats and they're like yes yeah right (laughs) like get over here yeah 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 it's always been wacky with with that and like playing outside of like the third fourth wall you know what i mean um and just like so disgaea 5 was a really good game it just didn't sell well and they came out with the switch version and when that switch version was about to be released they were like we really need this one to sell um, and I think that one did all right, but it definitely wasn't like enough to carry them forward for a long time. And so then they moved on to doing a mobile game, Disgaea RPG. And that mm-hmm. released, well, attempted to release um, back in March, this if I remember correctly. This tanked them. What's from up? What, from what, all, from this tanked them. From all yes. the reading I've been doing, this yeah. mobile game is like the major cause of their financial issues yeah they they spent a lot of money on it and it came out and it was broken on release and they were like crap um we're just gonna go into infinite maintenance mode and the maintenance lasted for about three weeks before they ended up pulling it off the the store just completely Mm -hmm. um and it's been in development hell ever since uh and from what i heard this is more on sony's mobile side than it is them oh really but they did that's what uh, that's what people have been saying, but hmm. I mean, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they did throw a lot of money into it, and they're not seeing anything come back for it. So obviously, this is going to kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I hope I hope they can turn things around. I hope they can find funding to at least push this project out, and hopefully, the they can generate revenue. But it's really, really hard to introduce a mobile game back into the market after mm-hmm. like a really shaky launch because first impression means everything. So like if, if you're coming a in, dime a dozen these days. Yeah, if you're coming in with with issues, people are ready to meme on you and just be like, "No, nah, I'm not playing that." Like, yeah, get it out yeah. Of here. they'll, they'll move know. on to the next best thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, the 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 good news out of all of this though is that Nipponichi Software America, like they came out and made a statement where they're like, "Hey, we're actually doing okay. We're actually financially healthy." Um, 
Obviously, yeah. they can't comment too much. I actually didn't much. hear about this. This is good news. Yeah, they, 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 that came out late yesterday. Um, oh, okay. And it's it's kind of a deal where it's like, yes, NIS is our parent company, but we're also kind of our own independent thing. Um, so what happens over there doesn't necessarily affect them over here. And they also, NIS, NISA, NISA, they, they publish a lot of things that NIS doesn't over here. So they they're mm-hmm. off. They have like a whole other market that they're dealing with outside of just directly NIS games. So they seem to be doing That's okay. True. I don't think they're going to go anywhere for a while, but I I do hope NIS turns things around. Same kind of because new, they've uh, they've given us like some pretty uh, some pretty solid titles. Like I know some people tend to meme on NIS and they're a shadow of their former selves, but like they've always done right by me for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, they've always been really solid with me as well. What was you going to say, Max? This is kind of a new uh, new concept with social media is that people can just uh, create negative PR for you. Yeah. It's like the double-edged sword of uh, social yeah. media engagement, I guess. It's yeah. Like people can like promote your thing from word of mouth, but also people can create bad press. And just if your game oh, absolutely. is a joke. <laughs> Do you know how much it. power... Uh, like? content creators actually have a lot a lot. i don't know let's ask yeah. around the room no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> well as a podcast and content creator well, i mean they're paying ninja fifty thousand dollars to stream games yeah yeah i read that yeah. i read that that's they're, they're paying them more than the salary of the people that worked on the game yeah and so. they're mm. retconning star wars 8 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> boom <laughs> put on my stream wait chase hmm well, what? Welcome. What happened? Um, they are retconning episode. There's rumors, and I think with the last like pictures they released for Star Wars Nine, yeah. it's kind of confirmed that they're kind of retconning Star Wars Eight. Yeah. <laughs> Which? Oh, wow. The only reason I can see, think they did that is because the entire, all the content creators about movies just like hated Boom Eight. I mm. I liked it. <laughs> it just, I mean, lo- look at the Sonic movie. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah, same, yeah. Same yeah. sort of deal. Yeah. They would have never done that before. They would have just been like, just release it. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nerds Nobody, Nobody cares. Screw these people. <laughs> Screw these nerds. Yeah. 2019, the nerds matter. <laughs> kind of one of those. Um, same thing happened to uh, Ghost in the Shell, I think. Oh, man. To, mm-hmm. to a point where even if people were interested in the movie, I just knew if someone was on the fence about seeing that, they would yeah. go on social media and see people arguing about it. Yeah. And no one's really excited to see it. They're just arguing about whether the casting was correct or not. And right. I think that yes. did a lot to damage it. Yeah. Whether you think it was a bad thing or not, I think it was a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's... Social media, man. Yeah. They hold a lot of power. Yeah. Content creators. Mm-hmm. Sick trolls. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so Nintendo is shutting down mobile games in Belgium uh, amid loot box shenanigans. So, um, earlier this year, or maybe it was late last year, um, I know over in Belgium, over in Europe, they've been thinking about loot boxes and whether or not it's gambling, whether or not they should ban the stuff. And over in Germany, over in Belgium, they, they killed it. They were like, no, no more loot boxes. Anybody that has loot boxes, you have to change the model of your game. And some, um, some developers have been doing that. I think EA kind of complied with some of their stuff, uh, but Nintendo was just like, nah, I'm out. (laughs) We don't want to deal with this headache, so they pulled off all of their mobile games. And I have it's, feelings about this. How do you feel about it? Like, 
Okay, so I understand that the legislation behind no loot boxes is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to preface what I'm about to say with that. Okay. However, with the mobile games, like, they are free to play. Like, the loot box model is made for those kinds of games. Yeah. And, it, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. It's just, like, I don't see it as a, like, okay, if I buy a $60 game and the developers still expect me to do microtransactions after that, okay, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. But if I download a game on the App Store that is of no cost to me and I'm able to get enjoyment out of it, then, okay, you're fine to ask me about microtransactions. Mm-hmm. I can choose whether or not it's worth it for me to put money in. True. So True. I do kind of think it sucks that the 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 loot box legislation is kind of killing mobile games. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I I play Fire Emblem Heroes every day. I get enjoyment out of it every day, and I've tossed money at it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know there are plenty of other people all over the world who enjoy playing mobile games. That it kind of sucks that their legislation just killed that whole market. Yeah, it's it's a dangerous thing. Anytime government gets involved, it's it's really like a very very dangerous slippery slope that can just easily turn bad. Um, a, lo- a lot of that legislation comes from the idea that it's being marketed towards kids and gambling and all True. that jazz. And some of the some countries have really strict laws against gambling. So once you start thinking about whether or not loot boxes gambling or not, then that's where this kind of comes into play and and kind of mucks up the waters, you know. I but would... at the same time, why mm-hmm. haven't we banned like trading cards then? Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. It, I feel it's like it's literally the same. the same thing. I feel like it's the same thing too, but I, I don't know. That, but, that's the thing. I mean, I guess the money isn't digital at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't like, know. I guess you, you have to go the to the store argument. and have physical money to buy like a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Right. You can make the same argument against casinos then, because yeah. you're using physical money at a casino. Yeah, that's true. But so what yeah, I wanna, why haven't we banned trading um, cards yet? The okay. Uh what's the most someone spent on like Pokemon card booster packs or baseball card booster packs? So, Just a simple booster pack? You'd be surprised. You would like, be surprised. You'd be obviously surprised. I mean over I, time honestly, it's different. Like at one time thirty dollars maybe. I like because I've, I've like heard it's a lot I've higher than horror that. Stories. Like I've heard thousands. I've mm-hmm. heard um mm-hmm. okay, is anybody uh, embezzling government funds to fund uh, trading cards. Wait, embezzling Wait, what? I, I wonder. <laughs> Max, if, I'm going to need some context on that. I know, right? Um, because I just... Uh, <laughs> I don't have any specifics. Maybe like next episode I come on, I'll come yeah. with research. But <laughs> Definitely. Like I remember <laughs> I was listening to a show and the subject was like crimes related to video games. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be like someone played... Fortnite lost and then went and beat somebody up. It was stuff like a government employee was embezzling funds from the department he was working in to what was it? The one with Kate Upton as the model for the game, oh, like Game of War or something. Yeah, oh. he was playing that and he was like, it was something like seventy thousand, hundred thousand dollars. Jesus oh Christ! Yeah. And I would say maybe it's a little bit easier to like dump a lot of money into a gotcha game just because it's on the phone and yeah. you press a button. Instead of hand forking over physical money or taking out a credit card and then having a pile of cards put on put in your bag, right? It's kind of like the yeah. ease of it is just, is just it makes it an easier slippery slope to just yeah. constantly hit the button and be and like, not hey, realize spend more, how more, much more. You're sp- money you're spending. Mm-hmm. That's the only that thing. That is true. Mm-hmm. That's the only. That's the main difference I would I would see because yeah. I feel like if I was spending that much money on Pokemon cards, I would have a I would have this room 
filled with Pokemon cards yeah. and be like, all right, this got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I get rid of these? <laughs> like, yeah. I have a problem, yeah. clearly. Well, and I mean, I guess the difference is you can always sell the cards back. Yeah. You can't that is, sell microtransactions. That is true. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That is true. You, you, you can sell cards, and, and some of those cards do go for a pretty penny. So. Yeah, once you get that hologram Charizard, you can sell it. You can't sell... Uh, uh, just name one. Grand Blue Fantasy. Grand Blue Fantasy. Oh, I was going <laughs> to... I thought we were talking about Pokemon. I was going to say Blue Energy. And he got the game. <laughs> he can't sell it. Um, yes and no, actually. Yeah, yeah oh, that's okay. also true. Um, right. So th- there are cases where people will sell their accounts. Mm-hmm. So Isn't um, that like you're not supposed to do that, You're not though? supposed I mean, to you're that. not supposed to do that, but I mean, you're not supposed to do a lot of things, Drew. Who's going to stop me? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to stop me? I mean, you, you can go on like eBay or something and be like, yo, Grand Blue Fantasy account or go to Reddit or whatever. And yeah. you'll just see like, oh, I have this limited, you know, role or whatever or this great starter set i'm selling it for a hundred dollars and there'll be people that will bite on it so yeah I'll just go to the back alley i got that grand blue i i would like to know though is this limited to mobile games only or is it like console stuff as well console is affected as well over in so mm-hmm. but we've seen loot boxes grow really heavily mm-hmm. and uh correct me if i'm wrong well a lot of like main or what's the word triple a title video games triple a started big and heavy when Overwatch mm-hmm. was a big thing and they introduced loot boxes. Mm-hmm. I agree that it's a I agree that it's tough and I agree that it's also marketed towards kids, I think is why they take that approach to it. Yeah. Yeah. I know personally we've already had a discussion about how much money I've spent on a certain game with microtransactions. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to four digits. Oh Jesus. Um but I don't do that anymore. I was mm-hmm. dumb then. Yeah. I'm still dumb now, but not that dumb. <laughs> And I I get it. I, I, I understand completely. I don't think that microtransactions are good, but I also do agree with Drew. Yeah. It was the same thing with the League of Legends model where I'm like, this game is completely free. However, I don't think like younger kids who have access to, let's say, Apple IDs accounts or maybe it's their mm-hmm. parents. Well, I don't know why you put that on your kid's account. You'd way. be surprised. But that's why I said I don't know why you would do it. But they probably just don't think it's gonna get that they big. But they you, when you when you think about like the Fortnite craze lately, which is mm-hmm. free to play, mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. are like, "Man, I'm gonna spend twenty dollars and get this stupid fucking stupid. dance that's gonna get copyrighted." You know? <laughs> yeah. But that's just like that's a kid's. Does thing. your money get refunded in that situation? Uh, your credit card company could, but then that sucks mm-hmm. for the developers because you're giving them money only to the credit card company yeah. to just charge them back and go, "No, this was a fraudulent purchase." Yeah. It's 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 a crazy situation, man. And I don't really know like the the proper solution to something like this because like if you do release a free to play game, you do have to monetize it in some way because you know tip mm-hmm. your devs, especially if you really enjoy it. Like Drew, how you enjoy Fire Emblem Heroes, it's like at, at a certain point you don't mind giving them a little bit of money because there's people that worked on it. You know yeah. what I mean? I did the same yeah, thing for Grand Blue Fantasy. They, they're constantly creating content because of it. Right, right. In like with Grand Blue Fantasy, every once in a while they would have um, a certain type of gotcha where it's like you're guaranteed to get whatever you want. Like, just pick something. So anytime that kind of rolled around and I was playing it hardcore, I was just like, all right, cool. I'll toss them a couple bucks and I get to pick whatever SSR character I want instead of going through this whole Russian roulette, you know? Um, now, that isn't to say that there are not scummy gotcha practices. Oh, there's like, plenty. Oh, yeah. What there's was that plenty. Shin Megami Tensei one you and Chase were telling me about? Yeah, Shin Megami Tensei, where it was like, we're going to lock this special banner with a character that's only available in this banner until you spend a certain amount of money to unlock the banner. And then the banner is only unlocked for like two hours. 
and then you have to spend more money to unlock it again <laughs> just to, a chance like, to <laughs> that's pretty bad and this is why loot boxes are banned in belgium because of shit like this uh one other thing i would like to say is I did bring up Pokemon cards, and now I'm remembering that actually was a controversy when they were big. Was it? Was yeah. It? Oh, um, I don't the remember. The fact that people were saying the exact same thing where they're saying you're selling gambling to kids. Mm. When they were talking about like booster packs, and they're saying they wanted to sue Nintendo and force them to print the Pokemon cards in equal numbers each instead of making certain ones rarer. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what I have. <laughs> so, yeah. But, that's, that's... Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Magic was marketed to an older crowd. Very much so. Because Magic has been around since the 70s. Yeah, maybe it was just like yeah. the audience that Pokemon was marketed towards and then that really caused the outcry once mm-hmm. it got into like kids' yeah. hands in a way. Yeah. yeah. But oof. Yeah, man. Oof, oof. Moving on. Whatever. I learned all about gambling when I was a kid in the Pokemon like red and blue games with the slot machines. But whatever. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. There's been gambling in every game I play. Um, I think you dropped this in here, Drew. I didn't see this earlier. Oniaki has a new trailer out. Yes. So, uh, Oniaki put out a new trailer, uh, that kind of goes over like the system mechanics of the game. Mm-hmm. And the reason I threw this in is a, because it was a little bit of a slow week and B, it really, uh, solidifies that secret of mana feel. Like, yeah. So if you watch the trailer and it goes over like, all the different like weapon modes that your main character has. And I'm just like, this looks like the eight different weapon types you can get in secret of mana. Mm-hmm. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Um, I really like the characters and their variety. We went over this game a couple of weeks ago. I believe it was the new game from Tokyo RPG factory, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were outlining some of the characters and I was like, I was a real fan of the designs and the art direction of this game. And as far as like the combat goes, like I said, it's kind of like a secret of mana esque kind of deal. And it seems really fun. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I'm wondering uh, if there's any multiplayer or anything in there. I haven't seen anything about that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think it might just be a single-player outing, at okay. least for this one. Yeah. And then they might look into multiplayer after that. I could, I could definitely see it go that way. But uh, along with this trailer came the Japanese release date, which is August 22nd of this year. That's and really then soon. apparently it's supposed to come here this year as well. Oh, that's a lot and sooner than I thought it would be. Our release date is just summer 2019. And a summer? So oh, geez. So that'll probably be like so, September. So, I mean, summer doesn't end until like September 21st. Yeah. True, true, true. That one chick with the dual and pistols. I mean, in Florida, summer really doesn't cool. end until like December 12th. So. Yeah. That one seems pretty cool. The one inside. Yeah. We, we got the trailer up now. and We're looking at the different characters and stuff. Yeah, this chick Dia. Yeah, she's Ooh. cool. She just shoots shit, and I'm yes. Yeah. I'm looks tight. <laughs> That's the character I play. I'm wondering, um, did so they is say this like Diablo? Oh my god, get out! <laughs> <laughs> is this anime Diablo? Um, but I'm wondering, do you get to? Did they say if you get to like pick characters in the beginning? Like, is this like an Octopath situation where like you pick different characters to start with, or was there like a main? No, no, no. I think I it just remember. follows the main dude, and he picks up people, and then like all these other characters are like phantoms that join him and control his weapons. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. I see, I see. Yeah, oh. it calls those characters lost souls. They are the demons. Oh, all right. Well, that's cool. Cool beans. 
Looking forward to it. Oh. Moving on. What do we got next? Aho! Okay, I threw this one in here because, again, slow news week, so we get release dates. Um, this is a game that kind of went under a lot of people's radars, and I've been kind of championing it since it originally released on PS3. Um, it's called God Wars, The Complete Legend. Um, it's getting a PC version. It releases on June 14th. Essentially, what this game is, is if you have a fondness for Final Fantasy Tactics, it is literally that battle system, like down to a T. Um, and it has a really, really cool art style to it. It has like this old sort of Japanese painting uh, aesthetic. It centers around a lot of like Japanese folklore. Um, it, it's just like a really, really solid title. It got an enhanced edition for PS4 late last year that added more content, more characters, more scenarios, more jobs. And it's it's a really cool title. Just throwing it in here just to pimp it out one more time. I'll probably check out the PC Steam version. Uh, when it drops and see what else they enhanced on it. But, yeah. Did you ever get a chance to check this game out, Drew? I think I pitched this to you before. No, it's on the list. I really want to check it out, though. Yeah. Because it's it's interesting, because I have you championing it, and then I have Ron, who loves Final Fantasy Tactics, who said this game sucks. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. So that made me want to check it out more. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, okay, when I when I have two opposing opinions, yeah, I I, I got to see who's right. Yeah, it, it's definitely I'm not leaning, like I'm leaning more towards you're probably right, <laughs> but it might be a fun mix of both. Um, because it's definitely not as the story isn't nearly as good as tactics. I will I will not mm-hmm. give it that, and it it's definitely a tactics comparison in terms of like the combat and just the playstyle of the game. Um. That's really where the comparisons sort of stop. The story is well, just I think like he was like hating on the visual style and mm, see there there I can't help him. He's just wrong, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really hate this visual style. It's really good, man. Facts. But uh but yeah. Check that out on June fourteenth. Moving on. Uh, oh, this is a fun Is the Switch version good? Yes. I might check that out. Yes, Switch version is very, very good. Okay. And it has all the enhanced stuff that came later with oh, the uh, PS4 version. Uh, moving on. Sony and Microsoft offer, well, not offer, but entered a partnership over cloud-based services. Um, a lot of people were blowing up about this a couple of days ago. Like, oh, my God, console wars are over. And that's not really the case <laughs> here. Um, essentially, what this partnership does is it allows Sony to use some of Microsoft's Azure technology to to sort of boost their streaming services. So their video streaming, their their soon to be like game PlayStation streaming. PlayStation Now. Yeah, PlayStation Now, PlayStation View, that sort of stuff. Um this is a really cool thing because it could be the start of like a cool business relationship between the two and we can start seeing like maybe uh PlayStation taking advantage of like the Azure servers so that we get like better PSN servers on, on the same level as like Xbox. Mm-hmm. But um, good that, online. Yeah, good yeah. online, good net play. But that's probably not for the foreseeable future. I completely forgot about Xbox net play. It was better. I mean, it this could be a way. setup for the PS5. Dude. Dude, every, every once in a while, like I'll boot up the 360 or whatever and just, just simple things of just downloading, not even like net play in general, just downloading from their servers is just mm-hmm. instant, you know? Um, mm. Yeah, <laughs> PSN is so bad. I played so much Marvel too. <laughs> and I bet it felt pretty all right. Felt pretty good. It's probably one of the, the, felt pretty good. Besides like Skullgirls, it's probably mm. one of the best online's I've played. 
so far. Yeah, and even games like uh, Killer Instinct, when that was exclusive to Xbox, mm-hmm. had for the time had like the best online out of any other fighting game. People told me that actually killed the kind of killed the tournament scene for that game. I I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it because nobody wanted to leave the house. Yeah, because there's no reason to leave the house because <laughs> it was so good. Because <laughs> it was like almost like offline perfect. So, like in other games, if you beat someone online, it almost doesn't count. Count. Like, yeah, probably like eighty percent. Right. But like. <laughs> With that, like, I beat you online. I just beat you. Why are you going <laughs> to waste a plane ticket to come here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. When your net play is so good, it kills the scene. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I'm curious to see where this relationship goes. The interesting bit about this story, because there's a part two to it, um, apparently the PlayStation staff, the PlayStation side of Sony, had no idea this was happening. Yeah. Uh, they were completely caught off guard. They were just like, wait, what happened? They found out just when we did. Um, and there's reports of like the staff actually concerned for their jobs. They were like, so what does this mean for like the PlayStation networking team? Like, are we out of a job? What does this mean? Mm. And, um, they, they were obviously assured that like, no, nothing's going to change for this foreseeable future. This not, this does not affect like any future or our immediate future, like console plans or anything like that. So this relationship probably won't affect like the PS5 initially, but maybe like the next cycle we'll yeah. start seeing the the effects of this ps5 now with connect <laughs> ps live with x P- ps <laughs> with xbox live yeah ps live with xbox live <laughs> this won't affect your job but just hold on to this cardboard box <laughs> for a little bit <laughs> just in case don't worry uh, about it your name i don't want to hear any more reports about firings or anything like that anymore <laughs> no. I hope oh. not. are you guys no. still there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're still here. It got really quiet all of a sudden. Probably because I was standing. Uh, yeah, get closer to the back. mic. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to hear any more stories of mass firings after someone after a company has a huge success anymore. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially after a huge success. Yeah, looking at like Activision and some of these other companies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we made record profit money this year, but yeah. we're laying off thirty percent of our force. Yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's interesting development for sure. Any more thoughts on that before we move on? No, no. We're all good. Max. You seem like you're thinking. I'm trying to think. Um, do you think Xbox can come back next gen? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I actually, I think, I think they're going to be tapping out personally. I really. I was on yeah. the side of like I think they're actually poised to have a better showing next generation than Sony is. I I don't know if that's the case maybe for video game specific, mm-hmm. but as far as like when we talk about the console wars and you know that whole thing, I think that they'll make a more complete console for sure. They're already doing that now with mm-hmm. their the ability to implement like a complete media system. I mean. Microsoft has access to do that kind of thing. I don't think Sony is going to be able to compete as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. If if the, if PlayStation fixes a few things and then gets you know cool new exclusive titles and that stuff, maybe they can still you know show out. But I think that Xbox really like will be the king of you know media home media in general. I, I think they're kind of poised on the games front a little bit. Yeah. Um, just just because how aggressive they've been going at it for the past like year and a half or so, just acquiring so many studios, just revamping their idea on how they want to approach to to like um 
like the backwards compatibility stuff, how they're approaching gaming in general, how they're they made deal with Nintendo and were like, hey, let's start forming partnerships here or there. Like they're making a lot of moves that's really like taking the game industry in an interesting direction where like Sony is just kind of like holding their cards to their chest and they're just mm-hmm. like, hey, we're the best. Don't yeah. worry about it. Stop asking questions. I hope they don't do that. That that's is why... very much a Sony move. Yeah. That's why uh-huh. that's what happened to Xbox this time. And yeah. I feel like it happens. Is it going to happen? If it happens again, that means it's going to happen every time. It, it's yeah. a cycle. <laughs> it's just a cycle. Whoever wins, quote unquote, is doomed yeah. to fail. Yeah. And so, then you just have Nintendo off doing their own thing. Right. They don't care about anybody. They're just like, we're cool. We're oh, doing they, our thing. They, they kind of had like that, that, that fall after the pride with the Wii U. Yeah. Because like, they're like, oh, we did so well with the Wii. Let's just put a, put this out. And then they're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We messed up. We got, we got to fix this, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... I think we'll probably get into more of that like next week when we start doing E3 predictions and like seeing what they're going to bring. Um, that that sign that Sony dropped out of E3 and they're doing their own thing is kind of like huge telling on like their mentality going forward. Mm. Um, and I think that's really going to negatively affect them. But is we'll get into all that. Is that more of a sign of Sony week. or more of a sign that E3 is kind of like not needed anymore? Both. Yeah. Definitely. Both, definitely sure. both. But let's uh, let's get into some video game music, Drew. What have you been listening okay. to? I'm kind of excited for this. So, one. like I said earlier, when I brought up uh, Detective Pikachu, it kind of got me back into uh, Pokemon as a whole. And uh, Pokemon soundtracks are really, really good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to check out the soundtrack to the latest Pokemon game, which is Pokemon Let's Go uh, Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And that soundtrack is basically the original soundtracks uh, just reorchestrated. It's it's very much just a an orchestrated version of the Game Boy games, and I was just like, you know, these are good, but this was done way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, this guy called Braxton Burks put out an album called Pokemon Reorchestrated Kanto Symphony, and what it is is it's a completely reorchestrated arranged album of Pokemon Red and Blue, which is kind of what they did with with Pokemon Let's Go, except they took like no liberties with the with the compositions and they basically just did straight symphonic uh versions of the original songs Mm -hmm. and those compositions because they're game boy games are incredibly short so i uh i went back and i listened to this album and it's probably one of the best pokemon albums out there that i've ever listened to in terms of like uh not the original tracks because it really emphasizes that feeling of uh replaying a game through listening to its soundtrack i and i would agree with you on that honestly so like i didn't know this soundtrack existed until you like linked it to us earlier um mm-hmm. so when i got home i was just kind of like jamming out to it a little bit i haven't heard everything i kind of sampled a lot of the a lot of songs here but like i definitely agree with you like the way that he orchestrated a lot of this stuff is is top notch like 10 out of 10 it's very very, very good. good yeah um, there's three songs specifically I wanted to talk about just briefly. Uh, mainly the, the three songs that resonated with me the most. And, uh, the first one is, uh, it's titled Red's Journey as far as the arrangement album is concerned. And this song plays, uh, when you're leaving Mount Moon and you're about to enter Cerulean City. And as a kid, like this song was always like my favorite field theme because it just it it really sent home that that feeling that you're on like this grand journey 
Mm-hmm. And the way that it's orchestrated in this album is really, really cool because it, it does a build up to the original uh, to the original melody of the song. And then like it cuts to sort of a wistful uh, sample of Pallet Town. And then it goes back into like this full symphonic suite of the melody again. And it really gives that feeling of like the players going on this grand adventure and then they're like, oh, but I kind of miss home to can I really do this? And then like you have this resolve of like, no, I'm going to go on this adventure. This is the whole point. And like it kind of just emphasize how good this song is. Yeah, it's the song I think about the most when it comes to that soundtrack, and I don't even really think about it that much until I heard it again. Um, it's it's one that I find myself humming a lot when I think about Pokemon yes. music, and I'm just like, hmm, what am I thinking of? And I, and I always forget what the title of the song is, and then when you linked it here and I started listening to it, I'm like, oh, that's that's what's always stuck in my head. Um, yes. And I and I agree with the sentiments where like it does set up like you're on a grand journey. You you just leave Mount Moon. You're just going through. It's, it's like the beginning of your journey, right? Like you just got your first badge. You're like, all right, I'm gonna go through this this hell hole of a Zubat cave, and all of a sudden you're out on the other side. And I'm just like, there's a world now, and like mm-hmm. it, it, it it's it's a very very good track. Nick, you got any opinions on this? Oh uh, yeah, it's a pretty good track. <laughs> ringing endorsement straight from the source. Right. I mean, uh, this theme ha- this theme has no meaning to me, like no sentimental meaning. So mm-hmm. it's like gotcha. another track. The next one does, though. I mean, mm. all right, that's fair. So uh, the next track, I'm sure everybody has heard in some facet, even if you haven't played the original Pokemon games, uh, is Lavender Town, mm. which uh, it feels a bit of a cop out to pick the song, but uh, this guy's arrangement is really, really good in the sense that. I feel uncomfortable listening to this arrangement. It's very creepy. Like, between, like, I had a tough time picking between this and Pokemon Tower, which if you haven't listened to, Rob, go take a listen to. Like, uh, both of these songs really make me feel uncomfortable. It's it's a feeling that video game music has, has never really given to me. I was going to say, like, you can't talk about Lavender Town in this arrange without talking about Ghost Tower, because I do think those go hand in hand. I do Absolutely. very much believe it is like a part one, part two scenario, because like the the way that the Lavender Town rendition ends literally picks up with yes. Ghost Tower and yes. go, the Ghost Tower. I almost want to put it on this list rather than Lavender Town, because that one actually like takes you through an entire like story scenario in my head mm-hmm. where like you you feel the moment when you first walk in the tower you you feel the moments of like walking past each of the graves and stuff like that and then the music really picks up and it gets to a point where it's like oh this is the part where that like mysterious figure kicks in where the Marowak kicks in and then there's the moment where like you you realize you you uncovered what it was and you triumphed and whatnot and it kind of gets it settles down and it just takes you through this whole scenario so it's like I love both of these songs as a part one part two because it sets them up like perfectly absolutely and like I just I can't get over the chills that these songs give me and like the dissonance that plays during Pokemon Tower like when it's the part of the song where you're meeting the mysterious figure yeah like ugh yeah it's, it's giving me chills just thinking about it the, the way but it just it, ramps it, up to that is just incredible yes it, it's such such good arrangements mm-hmm. uh, and that brings us to the final song in terms of like telling a story through a song is uh, the final showdown which is the final boss theme the versus champion rival and this is probably the best version of the song I think, I'd agree. that I've heard out of 
all the arrangements I've heard between like the original, the Fire Red remake, the, the Pokemon Sun versions, the Black 2, White 2 versions, like this one tells the full song of like, like just how the song builds up. Like my favorite part is the fact that it has like a trombone solo sample of blues theme, mm-hmm. which that theme triggers me to a degree. <laughs> Why? Oh, just because I hate blue. Dang. Like, I like I love blue, but I hate blue. Like being a kid growing up and him being like my rival, like Smell you it, later. It, it it's it's a very nice touch and then it goes into like this bombastic version of the final battle theme with like a full symphonic suite of violin, trombone, trumpet, uh percussion instruments, and then like a xylophone kind of taking the bass line, which I thought was pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after the main theme, it just goes into uh, an arrangement of the vi- of the battle victory theme, and so it plays with this feeling of like you have this tension building up going into the fight, and like you see blue across the screen, and you're about to fight him, and then you go into the actual fight, and yeah. then you have this feeling of relief when you actually overcome this final boss battle. It's just it's such a good arrangement. Yeah, I, I agree with you there and, and echo all the same sentiments. I think this does a really good job again of like telling a story of this battle where like there are very key points of the song where like you can see, okay, this is probably the part where I just lost my first two Pokemon and he still has six. Great. But then this is the part where I throw out my next Pokemon and I just hit the crit and killed his and then I hit another crit mm-hmm. and killed his and now it's 3-3 three, three, and now things getting intense and yeah, it, it tells like the whole story of that battle and like yes. it's... It's really, really good. Um, I was just having visions of like playing that game and how intense and how how happy I was when I finished that game for the first time. Man, I need to play them again. Same. But uh, so for those of you who want to check out the album, it's on Bandcamp. Uh, the title again is Pokemon uh, Reorchestrated Kanto Symphony. I think it's like ten dollars for the digital version and twenty five if you want a, like a physical soundtrack. Uh, definitely give it a shot. Like if you love Pokemon. This is probably one of the best albums to listen to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely agree with that. All right. Moving on to the main topic, guys. Max, I am very curious about your opinions on this topic. This is a good one. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. And so podcast right. over. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Here, Max. <laughs> Was this topic. This topic. This is what I brought you here for. PlayStation Productions to adapt oh, Sony okay. games to film <laughs> and TV. So Sony is launching what what they're calling PlayStation Productions. It is a new studio that's completely focused on adapting some of their IPs into shows and all that jazz. Um, It it seems like it's going to be, oh, he's got the Birdman. Oh, Jesus, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to open the floor and kind of be like, um, one, what do you think about this news? Well, we'll start with Max here. What do you think about the news? And is there any sort of property that you think or that you would want to be turned into a TV show film that could actually work? It doesn't have to be Sony specific either. Um, a lot of them could work. So, a lot of people I saw in the comments were like, "Oh, this is gonna fail. Oh, this sounds so stupid." But the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, should be Marvel Studios. Right. Yeah. And um, I feel like they just need they just need video game movies need an Iron Man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there were comic book movies before then, they need a movie that just shows. This is what people want when they hear video game movie. We need a Tony Stark. I kind of feel like Detective that's Detective Pikachu, Pikachu though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've already done it. Uh, but I could see if they have their own movie slash TV show studio, I could see a lot of problems with 
working with the studio who has their own idea. Solid Snake uh, shouldn't have a beard. Solid <laughs> Snake should like kill everybody in his path. Oh my um, god, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, I think they can get past a lot of that. So I'm looking. I'm looking at it. They can make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows? Maybe like the first thing won't even be Metal Gear Solid. It will just be a Sly Cooper cartoon that really works well. And you know, people will be all oh, get behind man. that. I didn't yeah. think about them taking like the animated <laughs> approach to things. But what yeah. if they did a Sly Cooper live action? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're in the age of live action. I don't know, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> what if we did Sly Cooper in the same style as po- Detective Pikachu, though? Imagine a big, like, Murray, just like a giant hippo punching <laughs> through Actually, what if they did a Sly Cooper kind of like Fantastic Mr. Fox? Mm. Well, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that would be a pretty, pretty, good, uh, pretty good way to go about it. Um, but I'm hmm. I'm not sure if I trust Sony to do it though. Like if this was a case of okay, we have our IPs and we're gonna license this out, we're gonna find like the right people to to do it, maybe. But like Sony yeah. in house, I have a very bad feeling about it for I I don't know why. It's yeah, just one of those. These are the things. guys who made X Men Last Stand. Okay, well, there you go. I mean Who's guys made X Men Last Stand? Sony. Sony. Wait, no, yeah. that's Fox. My bad. Oh, really? Yeah. They made oh. Spider-Man Fox three. Movies. Oh. They made Sony owns. They made Spider-Man. They made Spider. They own Spider-Man and they own Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh. Fantastic Four. Is, is that Fox Debatably too? better than. Hmm? I mean, I well, I mean, better than Spider-Man. That's for sure. Fantastic Four has. Okay, got Spider-Man three deal. is a bad movie. Is my point. The what? I said Spider-Man three is a bad movie. Was Excuse my point. me. Did you see that jazz scene? Okay, I thought Nick was serious for a minute. Like we were about to have words. I I enjoyed Spider Man three, but all the parts that have aged and like been made fun of. When I was in the theater, I was legitimately laughing at all those parts. Same. So I thought it was just supposed to be funny, <laughs> and so when I got out of the theater and everyone was talking about how much they hated it, I was like, "What are you guys talking about? The movie was hilarious. <laughs> this was a good ass comedy. <laughs> oh, it's not a comedy." Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm looking at it, and I think the most obvious one they should do first is God of War. Yeah. Mm. Um, this is actually yeah. one where they probably would improve it by not making Kratos as mean as he is in the games, because mm-hmm. Kratos is kind of... If you take the gameplay out of God of War, Kratos is not a likable character at all. No. Not even like in the... Breaking Bad anti-hero kind of way. Nope. He's just, no. no one well, would like him. If what about the new... Like, I haven't played the new God of War, but isn't he supposedly more likable in the newest game? That's that's what I mean. They should go with that if they make, like, a TV yeah, show like, or movie. Yeah, because, like, PS2 Kratos is a dick. Dude, yeah. he's... Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Terrible. he is all testosterone, and that's Terrible. it. He's literally... Like, PS2 Kratos is one of the worst characters. There is no audience for PS2 Kratos no. in 2019. Not at all. <laughs> oh, no. Not at all. No, no. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I, I do think um, they could do well, like, we always say Uncharted would make for, like, a pretty good movie. I yeah. would love an Uncharted movie with yeah. Nathan Fillion cast as Drake. There you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that makes the easiest translation over to the big screen, or something like The Last of Us as well. Could probably oh, yeah. Yeah. in sort of, like, a weird Left 4 Dead kind of sense. Uh, not Left 4 Dead. Um, Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. thank you. In, in that kind of sense. Um, Didn't Sebastian Stan say he wanted to play Solid Snake at some point? Did he? I don't remember that. I don't remember I that. Feel like he can do it. 
Yeah, he could do it. Could do it. Maybe that's just why I thought of it, but I feel mm. like he said so. Yeah, I, I think Metal Gear Solid also lends itself to the big screen, mm-hmm. um, though you'd probably have to do a TV series for that. Um, mm. But, yeah. Um, I'm always... Let me put it this way. So I, I see this, and I immediately think, man, they sure are doing a Monster Hunter movie. And then I get Oh, really yeah! <laughs> but is that Sony Studios? It is not, but just, like, the idea of, like, more video game movies. Mm-hmm. I, I guess this is, like, a pre-Detective Pikachu world. Now that I hear that's really, really good. It's one of those things where I'm just like, mm. It's It's the same thing with uh, anime movies. Mm. So um, the difference between comic book movies and anime movies, like you know, I'm a fan of both. Yeah. So there's a superhero that I really like called Booster Gold. Like Drew, do you know who Booster yeah. Gold is? Yeah. I know who Booster Gold. No. Is. Yeah. He's a superhero that he's from the future. He came to the past. He brings all the future tech, and that's the superpowers. And he did it just for financial gain. He did not want any kind of glory or any like altruistic motivation. He just he just came to the past to make money. Sounds like my kind of guy. And. He actually has like the built-in character arc of that, and less like the interesting premise is something I've always wanted to see in a movie. Mm-hmm. You could definitely fit that into an hour and a half or two hours. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they announce that, I would be really excited. Mm-hmm. I also love um, Akira, and every time they announce a new Akira adaptation or they have made new steps to making it happen, I have this sick feeling in my stomach. Right? Like, do you die a little don't, inside don't do that every to time. <laughs> Anime fans just don't trust Hollywood. They've yeah. been burned too many times, and a lot of times they feel like the form that it's already in, either like a manga or mm-hmm. an animated movie or an anime TV show, is the way I want it and the way I want to keep mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't Did think it's improved. Did you see if I... Battle Angel Alita, Max? Hmm? I have not. I actually thought that wasn't bad. I'll have to see it. Yeah, Drew was yeah. telling me about it uh, back when it came out in theaters, and that he had me really interested in seeing it as well. Even though like, I, I don't know I, much about now, it, but like... I spent like six bucks on the ticket, so I felt like I got six bucks worth there out of go. it. But I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. But when I think a Kira movie, I don't want pretty enjoyable. <laughs> oh, blow me away. I want three parts, uh, three, three movies. I don't want one. Because the only reason... This is like a whole oh. different thing, but... Uh, yeah. nope. We're know, in it. Yeah. <laughs> So, have you ever read Akira? I know you don't read manga. I, I, I don't. It's been on my list for a very long the time. The animated movie, there are six volumes mm-hmm. of manga. The animated movie co- covers one and a half. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not the best part mm-hmm. at all. Like, the rest of it is, like, amazing. Some right. Of the best, uh, like, you know, I like both comic books and manga. Yeah. This is some of the best sequential art I've ever read. In okay. In those six volumes yeah. of Akira. And if they said, the only, re- the only way I would not have that stinking pit, like, go from, like, don't please don't to right. all right you have a chance yeah. as if they said we're going to make a three-part movie series right because you can't fit all that into one and if they're just covering the animated movie i'm like it's already better as an animated movie right i don't need it in live action right there's nothing you can tell me that's going to make me more interested in not just wanting to go, i'll just watch the animated movie again right right so it definitely so comes that's, down. yeah go ahead Drew. go ahead oh no so i was going to say that's basically how they're doing the battle angel alita movies is it's going to be a three-part movie series okay. to cover the entire manga. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. So they're committed yeah. to that. That's cool. Not yeah, bad. Yeah. Hey, let's let's rotate back around and get on topic here. <laughs> oh, sorry true, about that. True, 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 true. <laughs> That's right. We did go on a tangent. Yeah. Um, but as far as like this this goes, does anybody have like any any series that they would like to see live mm-hmm. act? Yes. What, what would you like, Nick? 
I, this is what I think. There's a lot of this is never going to happen. All okay. of the things that I like, but for me, it would be great. Uh, a, I think Near Automata would make a great movie. Um, they're making a Just Cause movie, so that's never say never. garbage. But the, no, just Just Cause. So never <laughs> yeah, say never to true. any of these. But I, yeah. I that think is a Square Enix property that Near Automata would make a great film. I mean, I don't yeah. know, live action maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but depends on how they adapt it, and I guess who's uh, I the they director. Could do, they could do live action with that one. I think but, so. The real, the real ones here, the underlying ones would be um, like Ratchet and Clank and mm-hmm. Jack and Daxter. Jack. Those are two of my mm-hmm. favorite Sony games like ever. Um, and I think there already a Ratchet and Clank. There is a Ratchet and Clank movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Sony, if you're listening, no, just make a new one. It or focus on Jack bad. and Daxter. Oh, is it bad? I thought it was okay. Yeah. It was better than Mortal Kombat movie. All right, fair. <laughs> I, I, hey. I, I, hey. You, that's a classic. <laughs> Better than the Mario movie? Is that where you wanted me to go with that? Wait, were we saying Mortal Kombat or Mario? Because yeah. Mario's bad, but Mortal Kombat is a classic. <laughs> Mortal Kombat's not a classic. I mean, it is a classic, but classics can also be bad, so yeah. it's cool. Like Duke Nukem. It's a cult classic. There you go. I mean, it could still be it bad. Was the, it was the best video game adaptation for a while. <laughs> it's the only video game. I mean, you win by default, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, um, Nick definitely like you took one of mine. Like I was yeah. definitely thinking about like a Jack and Daxter. I would yeah. love to see that reboot, especially um like Jack One style. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that would be yeah. really really fun. Um, not but the, not Jack Three. <laughs> not well, Jack Three was better than Jack Two. So, yeah, well. Uh, but Drew, what about you? Do you have any picks? Okay, so I have the Falcom answer and I have a regular answer. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so this so is the your Falcom, Falcom answer minute. is. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see an Ease Oath and Felgana movie. Okay. Because I think like that's the best Ease game to uh, adapt to a movie. Like the story is simple enough, uh, can fit like a two-hour period. Mm-hmm. I would just really like to see that. My actual answer, and this is something I've always thought since I first watched the intro, is I would love a Soul Calibur two movie. Soul Calibur two. Oh, that hit me by surprise. That is also a surprise. Ever since I saw that intro, I was like, I want a movie of this. I absolutely <laughs> want a movie of this. It's not so much the the story, it's just it's just that intro hits you in the right way. Yeah, pretty much. Like I know that the story for Soul Calibur is ridiculous, but if it's like some kind of Wuxia movie, I'm all for it. Yeah. I think you can get like a really cool martial arts movie out of that for absolutely. sure. Um But yeah. Alright. Alright. Any any more? Any more before we uh, wrap up shop? They can make that. Can I... Go ahead. Mine was like an anime live action adaptation that I actually would like to see, but. What? Denied. Okay. Um, ever since I saw the Brawly movie and the way they animated those fights, I realized Ooh. this is one property where they could, if they really wanted to and did some very specific things correctly, could make it live action. Yeah. And could, because I always thought it would be awkward because back in. The original, they had those fight scenes where it's like they're all punching really fast and it's the same clip over and over. Mm. And they do your energy blast. But there, some parts where like they're flying around that first person part where Brawly's punching Goku mm. and you see it from his point of view. Yeah. Or like the when Brawly first attacks Vegeta and they're actually like fighting like people would if they could fly and yeah. stuff. I was like, this would actually look pretty good if they did a live action version of that. Oh, the Golden Frieza thing? 
Slams into the wall. Yeah. Punching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see it. I feel like somebody, I feel like the people who make movies are getting to that age where they grew up with Dragon Ball, so they know what Dragon Ball is about now. They might know how to approach it now before they yeah, did. Yeah. 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 Okay. As long as we don't get another Dragon Ball evolution out of it. <laughs> and that's what I mean. I think back then, because that was like 2005. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's no one who grew up with Dragon Ball watching on Toonami who knew what why people like Dragon Ball. So it's that's true. why Goku was in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was also to... another nail in the coffin of Chow Yun Fat's career. Oof, rip. Oof. But yeah, definitely, and and that kind of applies to video games as well, where it's like the people that grew up playing games and whatnot are in those positions as well. Yeah, so like, if yeah. we wanted to make some some game movie that was you know pivotable, pivotal and pivotal, 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 <laughs> pivotal uh, in the gaming industry, they can like be like, hey, we know what this is about. Let us take over. Let us do the script for this and, and bang it out. You know. But yeah, yeah, cool beans. Good talk. It's been fun. You know they're making a One Piece TV show too. Oh God, are they really? It no would never end. Gonna, I have no idea what that's going to look like. Okay, we 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 can't. Unpack, we don't have time to unpack. Okay, that. we don't have the <laughs> There's time. There's so many things that no. they would have to. Coming soon, <laughs> Jack, the Jack Savage based anime <laughs> cast <know>. featuring Max. <laughs> like, we'll get to the bottom of the One Piece live action <laughs> thing. The stage plays for One Piece are actually really good. But anyway, uh. Max, where can people find you on the internet? Um, at Two P God, actually. Now it's Two P God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it has changed since the last do, time. Do it I has... just Google at Two P God, Max? We just Google at Two P God, and it'll just take us straight to him. Yeah, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. What do you do on Twitter? Uh, I don't tweet. <laughs> that is also true. Riveting. <laughs> Drew, where, where can people find you? Hopefully, on Twitter, tweeting things. Uh, I am on Twitter at TLH Totally Drew, where I tweet about opinions of video games, video game music, and retweet a bunch of Falcom stuff. Tight. Awesome. Nick. Yeah, so people can find me on Twitter as well, at Rainbow Frisky. Rainbow mm-hmm. and the word Frisky all in one. Both no, words. No spaces. No spaces. I will tweet about technology. Mm-hmm. I will tweet about video games. And mm-hmm. I will tweet about anime, most importantly. Cool. Uh, also, you can find uh, Rob and I on the JSP TechCast there's on Wednesdays. We talk about technology. Awesome. Yeah. Cool beans. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Zenosuke, Z-N-O-S-U-K-E. I am still tweeting about anime and nothing really has changed. Uh, True. You can also find us on Twitter at Jack Savage Base. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jack Savage Base. We're going to push up the social media campaign and start doing some cool stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look forward to it. Other than that, thanks for listening. We're out of here. Bye. See you. Y'all be easy. You ain't gonna say bye, Max. They should also do a Mass Effect. Cut it. Cut it.